Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Friday, June 30th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Today in Riverside, get ready for a scorcher as temperatures soar to a high of 97.8 degrees with a low of 65.8. So make sure to stay cool and hydrated, folks. Now let's take a sneak peek at the stories we'll be covering in this episode of Alex's News. First up, we have a groundbreaking Supreme Court ruling that has put an end to race-conscious admissions. However, this has sparked concerns over diversity and equal opportunity. We'll dive into the implications and reactions surrounding this decision. Next, we have some concerning news coming out of Los Angeles County. The homeless population has seen an alarming 9% increase. We'll explore the factors contributing to this rise and what steps are being taken to address this growing crisis. In a scientific breakthrough, our very own Milky Way galaxy is emitting ghostly neutrinos. Yes, you heard it right. Scientists have made this incredible discovery and we'll delve into what it means and the potential implications for our understanding of the universe. Shifting gears, the Biden administration is proposing a national hepatitis C elimination program. This initiative aims to increase access to life-saving treatment for those affected by the hepatitis C virus. We'll discuss the details of this program and the potential impact it could have on public health. So be sure to join us for another informative and thought-provoking episode of Alex's News. Stay tuned for more in-depth coverage on these stories and other news and updates from around the world. Our top story today involves a groundbreaking decision made by the U.S. Supreme Court that effectively puts an end to race-conscious admissions programs at colleges and universities across the nation. Joining us to discuss the implications of this ruling is our news reporter, Antoni. Good morning, Antoni. Good morning, Connie. Antoni, can you provide us with more details about this landmark decision and its immediate impact? Absolutely, Connie. The Supreme Court's ruling yesterday invalidated admissions programs at two prominent institutions, Harvard and the University of North Carolina. This decision marks a significant departure from previous rulings and reverses decades of precedent. It was made by a conservative majority on the court, with Chief Justice John Roberts writing the majority opinion. The court found that colleges and universities must now use colorblind criteria in their admissions process, meaning they cannot consider race as a factor when selecting applicants. This decision seems to have far-reaching consequences. What are some of the potential implications, not just in education, but also in other areas of life? You're absolutely right, Connie. This ruling is expected to have a profound impact not only on education, but also on employment and social life throughout the United States. By eliminating race-conscious admissions policies, it sets a precedent for colorblind admissions criteria. This shift could affect primary and secondary schools with selective admission processes, minority scholarship and fellowship programs, as well as employment practices. Experts are concerned that without considering race, it may become more challenging to achieve diversity and equal opportunity, and that it may exacerbate existing inequalities. Despite this ruling affecting such important aspects of society, public opinion on affirmative action remains divided. Can you tell us more about the differing views on this matter? Certainly, Connie. Public opinion on affirmative action is complex and varies. Poll results have shown both support and opposition to these policies. 
Proponents of affirmative action argue that considering race has been the most effective method in diversifying student bodies, and they express concern about the potential impact of this ruling on diversity and equal opportunity in higher education. On the other hand, critics of affirmative action claim that it undermines racial equality, and they see this decision as a necessary step towards a more colorblind society. Thank you for providing us with those insightful details, Antoni. It seems that this ruling has wide-ranging implications. Is there anything else we should know about this decision? Yes, Connie. It's important to note that although this ruling has invalidated the race-conscious admissions programs at Harvard and the University of North Carolina, it doesn't explicitly overturn previously upheld limited affirmative action cases. However, the ruling appears to render those cases largely unenforceable. This decision by the Supreme Court may have a lasting impact on our education system and beyond. Thank you, Antoni, for your comprehensive analysis of this important news story. We appreciate your insights. My pleasure, Connie. Thank you for having me. That wraps up our discussion on the Supreme Court's ruling on race-conscious admissions programs. We'll continue to follow this story closely and bring you any updates as they unfold. Welcome back, everyone. We're diving into our second story of the day, which focuses on the concerning rise of homelessness in Los Angeles County. Joining us now is our news reporter, Ellie, who has been closely following this issue. Ellie, can you give us an overview of the current situation? Absolutely, Connie. According to the federally required tally conducted in January, Los Angeles County saw a significant increase of 9% in its homeless population compared to the previous year. On any given night, there were 75,518 homeless individuals in the county, compared to 69,144 in 2022. The city of Los Angeles alone accounted for 46,260 homeless individuals, experiencing an increase of 6,260. What's particularly alarming is that more people are living on the streets rather than in shelters, with the unsheltered population increasing by 14% to surpass 55,000. The number of individuals in shelters slightly decreased to just over 20,000. These figures indicate a troubling trend as homelessness in the county has risen by 70% since 2015, with the city of Los Angeles witnessing an 80% increase during the same period. That's a staggering increase, Ellie. Could you shed some light on what's being done to address this crisis? Certainly, Connie. In response to the worsening homelessness crisis, Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass declared a state of emergency in December and allocated a substantial $1.3 billion in the city budget to tackle the issue. One of her key initiatives, known as Inside Safe, aims to provide temporary housing in motel rooms and create a pathway to permanent housing for homeless individuals. It's important to note that Los Angeles County harbors a significant portion of the nation's homeless population, with more than one in five homeless individuals in the United States residing there. While the downtown area of Los Angeles, particularly Skid Row, is known for its high concentration of homeless individuals, we're also seeing encampments appearing in suburban areas and beneath freeway overpasses. Thank you for highlighting the mayor's initiatives, Ellie. Now, did the tally provide us with any information about the demographic breakdown of the homeless population? Yes, Connie. The tally revealed some interesting demographic facts. Approximately 31% of homeless individuals identified as black, even though they represent a smaller share of the county's general population. In contrast, nearly 43% of the homeless population identified as Latino. 
Moreover, around 30% of unhoused individuals reported struggles with substance abuse. This demographic breakdown is crucial because it helps determine the allocation of resources for homeless services and plays an integral role in funding decisions made by Congress. It's important to understand the demographics of the homeless population, Ellie. California Governor Gavin Newsom has taken steps to combat homelessness, as you mentioned. Have these efforts made any significant impact? Governor Newsom has indeed allocated record funds to address the homelessness crisis. However, the persistent growth of the homeless population in Los Angeles County highlights the challenges faced by officials. Despite significant investments in shelter, permanent housing, and outreach programs, street encampments continue to expand. Economic factors, particularly a decline in income, are believed to play a significant role in the escalating homelessness crisis. The west side and harbor areas of Los Angeles witnessed the largest increases in homeless populations. It's disheartening to see that the numbers keep rising despite these efforts. Finally, Ellie, what are the concerns expressed by Mayor Karen Bass regarding the future? Mayor Bass has expressed concerns that the trend of rising homelessness will persist as pandemic-related protections come to an end. The ongoing increase in homelessness, despite significant investments in housing and services, underscores the pressing need for effective solutions to address this crisis. Thank you for providing us with such detailed insights, Ellie. It's a critical issue that demands attention and action. We appreciate your expertise on this matter. You're welcome, Connie. It's always a pleasure to contribute to the discussion on matters of importance. Our next story takes us straight to the heart of our galaxy, the Milky Way. Scientists have recently made a groundbreaking discovery that has captured the attention of the scientific community. To give us more insight into this exciting find, we have our very own astrophysics expert, Arnold. Arnold, could you please explain what this discovery is all about? Absolutely, Connie. Scientists have found that our Milky Way galaxy is emitting a type of subatomic particles called neutrinos. These neutrinos are incredibly interesting because they interact very weakly with matter, often described as ethereal ghosts slipping through the night. They are notoriously difficult to detect due to their elusive nature. However, using the IceCube Neutrino Observatory, a detector buried deep within the Antarctic ice at the South Pole, researchers have successfully identified neutrinos emanating from the interior of our own galaxy. Fascinating. Could you tell us more about the IceCube Neutrino Observatory and its role in this discovery? Of course, Connie. The IceCube Neutrino Observatory has been in operation since 2010 and has been capturing thousands of high-energy neutrinos, but until now, scientists had not been able to detect neutrinos originating from our own galaxy. This breakthrough was made possible through the use of advanced machine learning techniques and the analysis of a decade's worth of data. The researchers were finally able to confirm the existence of neutrinos coming from the inner parts of the Milky Way. That's truly remarkable. What are the implications of this discovery in the field of scientific research? This discovery holds significant implications for scientific research because it opens up a new avenue for studying elusive phenomena in the universe. Traditionally, scientists heavily relied on telescopes for their observations. However, the ability to use particles such as neutrinos to study cosmic phenomena provides an exciting alternative. Neutrinos, unlike light or other particles, can travel unhindered through planets, making them invaluable for exploring deep space phenomena. That's incredible. Does this discovery have any specific implications beyond studying the Milky Way? 
Absolutely, Connie. The detection of neutrinos from our galaxy not only provides insights into the nature of the Milky Way itself, but also has the potential to unravel the mystery surrounding cosmic rays. Cosmic rays are subatomic particles with immense energy, and scientists have long been tantalized by their origins. Understanding the source and behavior of these particles could help researchers gain insights into the astrophysical processes occurring within our own galaxy. So there's still much more to learn. Are there any unanswered questions about these neutrinos that scientists are currently exploring? Indeed, Connie. While this discovery is momentous, there are still unanswered questions surrounding the nature of these neutrinos. Scientists are uncertain if they originate from specific sources within the Milky Way, or if they are more diffuse emissions. Further investigation is needed to pinpoint the exact origins of these neutrino emissions. It sounds like there's still more for researchers to discover. Lastly, can you dive into the role of artificial intelligence in this analysis? Certainly, Connie. The use of artificial intelligence, AI, in analyzing the neutrino data highlights the significant role that machine learning techniques can play in scientific research. By applying advanced AI algorithms to crunch through the vast amounts of data captured by the IceCube Neutrino Observatory, researchers were able to uncover this groundbreaking discovery. This integration of technology and scientific exploration opens up new possibilities for understanding the universe and its intricate workings. Thank you so much, Arnold, for sharing your expertise on this mind-blowing discovery. The detection of neutrinos from our own Milky Way galaxy is undoubtedly a monumental breakthrough that allows scientists to explore and understand the mysteries of our universe better. The use of the IceCube Neutrino Observatory and advanced machine learning techniques has confirmed the existence of neutrinos emanating from the inner regions of our galaxy, challenging previous assumptions, and providing invaluable insights into the active regions and astrophysical processes within the Milky Way. We look forward to further research and analysis of these ghostly neutrinos, which will undoubtedly enhance our understanding of astrophysics and the universe as a whole. Thank you once again, Arnold, for joining us today. Uh, uh, thank you for having me, Connie. It's been a pleasure to discuss this groundbreaking discovery with you. Welcome back to our morning news podcast. Our next story focuses on a liver disease that affects millions of people in the United States, causing severe damage and resulting in thousands of deaths each year. Here to give us an in-depth analysis of this situation is our news reporter, Jenna. Jenna, could you tell us more about this liver disease? Absolutely, Connie. Hepatitis C is the liver disease we're discussing today. It's a serious condition, and despite the availability of highly effective treatments with a cure rate of 95%, many patients still struggle to access these drugs due to high costs and insurance restrictions. That's unfortunate to hear, Jenna. Could you elaborate on the barriers that patients face when it comes to accessing treatment? Of course, Connie. The price tag for a course of treatment ranges from $20,000 to $25,000, making it unaffordable for many individuals. Additionally, a report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, reveals that since highly effective medications were first approved in 2013, only 34% of those diagnosed with hepatitis C have been able to clear the virus. Access to treatment is particularly challenging for those without health insurance or Medicaid coverage. 
The CDC study also found that among adults under the age of 40, only one in four people were cured, pointing to a significant disparity in access to care based on age and insurance coverage. That's truly concerning, Jenna. Are there any other factors that contribute to the difficulty in accessing treatment? Yes, Connie. Apart from the cost, the diagnostic process for hepatitis C involves a two-step approach, including blood tests and genomic tests. This adds complexity and time, hindering timely access to treatment. So, patients face not only cost barriers, but also a more intricate diagnostic process. I see. Now let's talk about some positive developments. What's being done to address these issues and increase access to treatment? The Biden administration has proposed a national hepatitis C elimination program to tackle these challenges. The program plans to implement a subscription model where the government would negotiate with drug manufacturers for a lump sum payment, providing the drugs for free to those in need. This would include Medicaid patients, the uninsured, and individuals in the prison system, or on Native American reservations. The program is estimated to cost $11.3 billion over five years and is currently under consideration in Congress. That's a promising initiative, Jenna. What about other organizations involved in the fight against hepatitis C? The CDC is actively involved as well, Connie. They have proposed a national elimination plan that includes the development of rapid point-of-care viral tests and a national drug delivery model to lower treatment costs. To support these efforts, the White House has requested $11 billion in funding. These measures aim to improve access to testing, streamline the diagnostic process, and make treatments more affordable and accessible for all individuals with hepatitis C. It's great to hear about these efforts, Jenna. Now, could you detail any global initiatives to address hepatitis C? Certainly, Connie. The World Health Organization has set a target to eliminate hepatitis C by 2030. However, currently, only 11 countries are on track to achieve this goal. In line with these global efforts, President Biden has appointed Dr. Francis Collins to lead the elimination of hepatitis C in the United States by 2030. The government is exploring negotiation models with drug companies to make treatment more affordable and accessible nationwide. These ongoing initiatives aim to ensure that more people can access and benefit from the highly effective treatments available for hepatitis C, ultimately reducing the burden of the disease and improving public health outcomes. Thank you, Jenna, for sharing these insightful details on the efforts to address hepatitis C and increase access to treatment. Your analysis has shed light on this important issue. Thank you, Connie. It's my pleasure to bring attention to these developments that offer hope for a better future for those affected by hepatitis C. That concludes our segment on hepatitis C. Thanks again, Jenna, for providing us with valuable information. Stay tuned for more uplifting news ahead. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT 11 Labs and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.